0: Today, I want all of us to stand and give my dear friend, Pastor Alvin Matthew, a Hope DXB welcome. Hey, come on, why don't we give Jesus a bigger hand than that? He's worthy of all glory. He's worthy of all honor. Come on, keep it going. Let's honor Him. Let's praise His name. So good. Why don't you grab a seat? What a joy to be Right here at Hope DXB with you, bunch of amazing, rowdy. You're a bit rowdy, but I keep them on a bit of a leash, right? It's like, then these guys are wild. This is, my, this is my third service for the day, and my 26th service in two and a half weeks, and my seventh nation. So I was in Paris, Brussels, um, Lith- yeah, Lithuania, Latvia, Estonia. Flew back to Dubai for like a few hours in Kuwait and then in Dubai. And then tomorrow we leave to Brisbane to hang out with my wife, my kids, and uh, my my youngest, we've got three girls, eight, uh, three and a half, and the young one just turned two and I missed it. So we're going to binge on Cocomelon, eat some Oreos, and steal the toys from the other kids. So it's going to be a great time. So I'm looking forward to that, and I'm looking forward to being with you. Well, this afternoon, I am on assignment. Uh, Pastor Clinton said to me that you are kicking off a series this month on gratitude. Uh, and, and the whole idea that he had was that so many times in life we are you know it's it's funny how we say we don't we don't remember things, but we actually do remember things. We remember when we are offended, we remember when we are hurt, we remember when bad things happen, uh, and so we, but we forget the good things, right? We forget when God comes through, we forget it's like until that point it's like... God, do this, do this. And then when that happens, like, oh, whatever, God, I got it right. <laughs> it's on my own. And, and and really, so many times we forget, like, even, even what we've been through globally with the pandemic and with COVID and everything, there were some people that never made it through. But look what the Lord has done. Here you are. And even Hope DXB, uh, before I move forward, we must give honor where honor is due, And uh, uh, it's just just amazing to be here, to witness and see your beautiful faces. And I know the last few years, there's been some turbulence, but praise God for godly leaders, Pastor Clinton and Livia. Why don't we just tell them how much you love them? Why don't we give them a hand? We love you. We honour you. We celebrate you. And uh, you know, if you if you haven't seen a resurrection yet, look at their face because they have resurrected the dead. <laughs> Don't tell me you haven't seen the dead raised. You have. Look around you. Look what the Lord has done. Come on, let's give God one more clap offering. And can I just say, God is only starting, He's only begun. We are just getting started here, Hope DXB. We are only getting started in Jesus' name. And so I've got a simple message to you on gratitude. And and as Pastor Clinton was talking to me about what he feels on his heart and the direction for this month of February on gratitude, I begin to think about gratitude and I can talk about how we can we need to be gracious and full of gratitude. I can talk about how, uh, you know, uh, you know how uh, all, all the things that, that comes with it, how Gary V has released Gratitude Wine, I can talk about. That, uh, But we don't want to talk about that. What I want to talk about is the essence of gratitude. Why do we have to carry gratitude? What is the theological understanding of it? And as I begin to think about it, the word I had was praise. And a lot of times when we talk to, about the word praise, we think praise means singing a loud song. Right? Praise means clapping our hands. Praise means beating the drums a bit harder. Praise means jumping up and down. Praise means doing a dance. And all of that is elements of praise, but praise really is a lifestyle. And as you look at the scripture, there's a constant emphasis on praise and how praise operates. In fact, one of the one of the key things that I, I, I understand is that when we begin to praise God, we actually have an aerial view. Uh, if you've ever used a drone, you know what I'm talking about. If you ever use a drone, you get like an aerial view. It's like, oh, wow, that's where it's like. That's what it looks like. That's really what praise does. Praise gives you an aerial view about your life. You sort of wake up and you're like, God, the day is horrible. But the moment you start praising Him, something happens. I like how one pastor says, when you praise, you get a raise. <laughs> sort of get lifted up, you know? And, and it's amazing what happens. And in fact, the Bible says that God inhabits on the, in the praises of His people. God does not just visit, but God inhabits. He makes His home in a heart that's filled with praise. Where does God do that? I begin to think, God, why are you so attracted to praise? Now, I've got three girls. I remember a couple of weeks back before I jumped on a plane and came here, I said, it's daddy day, it's daddy time. I'm gonna spend three out, three days with you. I took them to these different places. And we're, these three kids in the back, right and so you've got you've got baby, child number one and like someone grabs the toy and she starts crying uh, She starts crying the other one's like no it's her fault she started she starts crying right you've got like screaming in the back and like like you know like you know all sorts of liquids coming out from different parts of the body and so I'm looking at all these kids and then my my oldest my eight-year-old she's just sitting like this quiet beautiful child with a great attitude, and I look back and I say, least you're getting a toy today. And, 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 and that's, that was my heart as a father, but think about this, right? god is driving a car filled with seven with filled with eight billion kids and all of us are screaming she took my toy he stole my visa she did this he did that he he unfriended me on facebook they did not add me to that whatsapp group i saw their story they were all hanging out at at the jumeirah beach and they didn't invite me we're constantly whining and god looks down and there's this one kid who's got this pleasant attitude, like, God, I love you. God, you're amazing. It's like, I want to live with that kid. I want to be in that home. God inhabits in the praises of His people. In fact, as I've been pastoring a church, one of the biggest questions I get asked is, what is the will of God for my life? Especially as we start 2023, I think all of us have this thing. God, what's your will for me? I want to give you one little scripture. 1 Thessalonians chapter 5, verse 18. It's the second one, darling. I know it's a big mi- mixed up, but it's a second scripture. 1 Thessalonians chapter, look at her. She's amazing. Chapter 5, verse 18, it says, in everything give Thanks for this is the will of God in Christ Jesus for you. Brilliant. You're like, Pastor Alwin, what's God's will for my life? Well, I do not know what God wants you to do, but I know one thing He wants you to praise. Pastor Alwin, should I marry? I do not know, but give thanks. Pastor Alwin, should I apply for that job? I do not know, but give thanks. In everything, give thanks. In whatever you do, if you want to go for that job, do it, but give thanks. If you want to step into a new thing, do it, but give thanks in everything, give thanks for this is the will of God in Christ Jesus concerning you. But the reality is this church, it's not always easy to praise God. You know, sometimes I can jump up here and say praise, 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 and we can have a great clap and a dance, but the reality is it's not always easy to praise God. It's not easy because life is hard and I've been spending the last few days in Dubai and I've been hearing stories of people that are going through some serious circumstances with jobs and uh, residency situations and sponsor problems and all, the, the pain is real. Uh, and to add to that relationship breakdown, marriage crisis, how do, how do I keep a positive attitude. And I understand that it's difficult, but in Hebrews chapter 13, verse 15, it says, therefore by Him, let us continually offer the sacrifice of praise to God. You know, praise is considered a sacrifice. And one of the beautiful part about praise on earth is when we go to heaven one day, we will not cost us to praise God. All your problems are taken care of. All your problems are solved. You have no diseases. You've got no migraines. The asthma is finally sorted. The acid refluxes are gone. You can finally have bacon. You know, it's like, it's all sorted, right? In heaven, you don't have have any issues, so it's easy to praise God. But here on earth, in the midst of your storm, in the midst of your trial, in the midst of your affliction, in the midst of your pain, When you praise God, it's literally an act of sacrifice. And church, I wanna encourage you, God is drawn to praise and praise is a lifestyle. In fact, the title of my message is, Praise is the Password. I've come to realize that in Dubai, there is this thing where you can be qualified. You can have it all together. You 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 can be so educated, you can get the right thing at the right place. But at the end of the day, there's this little thing in Dubai called wasta. (laughs) Praise is God's wasta. (laughs) Praise is the password. Praise is the password. When you are having a difficult time, just start praising God. And it's amazing how you enter. I will enter His presence with thanksgiving in my heart. The way some of you are like, I'm struggling to enter the presence of God. Just start praising God. See, the reason why so many times we struggle to praise God is because we get into His presence and oh God, I'm horrible. I haven't read my Bible in two days. The Bible app has been reminding me, but I've been binging on Netflix, right? You have all these issues. Forget about that. I understand you shouldn't have done that. But when I enter into God's presence, I I stop focusing on me and I start focusing on Him. And I say, God, I've been bad, but you're good. God, I've been mean, but you've been merciful. God, I've been greedy, but you're gracious. And your goodness and your mercy, there's no end to it. And all of a sudden when I say that, all the stuff that I've been struggling with, all of a sudden begins to evaporate because praise sets you your focus on the goodness and on the increase that comes from God. So many times we struggle to enter His presence because we're so fixated and conscious about us and what we can and can't do but church can I encourage you praise is one of the greatest ways to enter into the presence of God so I'm going to use three four examples from the Bible and talk about what do you do when you feel this the first person is a girl called Hannah everybody say Hannah Hannah went through incredible amount of rejection. Hannah was married to a guy called Elkanah. Elkanah had two wives. We won't talk about it. Let's all pray for Elkanah right here. had some serious issues. So he had two wives and, 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 and one of the wives is called Hannah. She couldn't have a child and she was going through incredible rejection. But what you begin to notice in the story was it did not stop Hannah from going into the presence of God. They would visit the temple and Hannah would keep going in and keep going in. Even when the rest of the family left, she would keep going in. Why? Because she had this attitude of praise. She was grieving. She felt rejected, but she would constantly say, you know what, I'm gonna go into your presence. I'm gonna enter your gates with thanksgiving in my heart. And one day, one day, literally God blesses her womb and she gives birth to a boy called Samuel. And she realized the reason what God was doing was He did not just want me to have a child. He wanted me to dedicate this boy for a greater purpose. And friend, if you're feeling rejected, if you're feeling like everybody else around you seems to be blessed and it seems like your life is not going anywhere, it may be because God is birthing something greater in you. But in the midst, while you're in transit, while you're in transition, while you're yet on your way of what you're about to see, can I encourage you, Praise Him in the hallway. Praise Him when you're still not there. Praise Him even when it seems impossible. Praise Him when it seems like no doors are opening. Praise Him when when the mountains are still in front of you. Praise Him even if the cancers are not yet gone. Praise Him even though the disease is still there. Praise Him because let me tell you, it produces something that is of greater purpose for the glory of God. Come on, if you believe that, give God a clap of praise. So first one. So my first thought is praise him when you feel rejected. Here's my second one. Praise him when you're stuffed up. Praise him when you have stuffed up. The biggest example in the scripture about a guy who's stuffed up is a guy called Jonah. How many of you know Jonah? Jonah chapter one, two, three. Jonah is a prophet. He was being incredibly used by God. God says to him, go to Nineveh, Jonah books, a, a, t- a, a boat a ship ride and goes to another city I 'm going to teach you a little bit of geography you know where Nineveh is Nineveh is modern day Iraq do you know where Jonah went Spain he's like you know what I'm gonna go watch Barcelona play, you know what I'm saying? I need a bit of a break, I need to have like a little bit of a Mediterranean cruise, maybe have some shrimps, you know what I'm saying? He's just like, I like this guy Jonah, he's like gone completely in the opposite direction, right? Jonah's gone completely, and, and then literally my Bible says that God, like all sorts of hell breaks loose, he gets thrown off the, off the ship, he gets swallowed by a fish, I mean the Bible is graphic. He gets swallowed by a fish, And literally, while he's in the fish church, he starts praying. He first starts crying, then he starts repenting. But that's not what I want to focus on. What I want to focus is, is, I'm not sure if the Scripture is here. Did I send that Scripture through? Maybe I did send it. Let's go, maybe it's there. Jonah chapter whatever, that it was there. Maybe it's there, is it there? No? But I, so this is Jonah, he's in the belly of a fish. But I, with shouts of grateful praise, will sacrifice to you what I vowed I will make good. I will say salvation comes from the Lord. So I want you to picture this. Jonah is in a dark, in fact, previous verse it says, I'm covered in seaweed. I know your life is horrible, but I cannot see any seaweed on your faces apart from the sushi that probably you had on your way to church, right? Right. Jonah's covered in seaweed and he's crying out to God and all of a sudden in the darkest place, in the lowest place, in the valley of death, he's crying out and he's saying, God I will still praise you because you're good. God I've been disobedient. God I've been disloyal. God I've been, I've walked away. God I'm a false prophet. God I, I, I need to be punished and I know I'm not worthy, but God you're good and your mercy endures just forever your steadfast love it never ceases and so Jonah is doing this and guess what happens Very, the very next verse God says I need you to go back to Nineveh see some of you are at a place where you feel stuck but I'm here to tell you that sometimes the greatest thing you can do is stop looking at your stuckness poor English, great theology. Stop looking at your stuckness and start looking at His goodness. Stop looking at your stuckness and start looking at your goodness because the more you focus on your stuckness, the more more covered in you become. The more covered bile you become, right? But when you focus on His goodness, God, I'm a mess. God, I'm a wreck. I'm in the darkest place of my life. I shouldn't have done that. I shouldn't have made that decision. God, I repent, but God, your goodness, you're still good. You're good. You're so good. Your goodness exceeds my badness. Your love exceeds my hatred. Your loving kindness is better than life. God, your steadfast love, they never cease. They, as far as the east is from the west, come on. If there's anybody in this room that is grateful for the goodness of God, He is good. Hope DXP, He is good, and His mercy endures forever. Praise Him when you're stuffed up. Praise Him when you're stuck. When you're stuck. This person who's going to teach us this lesson is a guy called Paul. It doesn't get worse than this. In Acts chapter 16, it says, at midnight Paul and Silas prayed and sang praises unto God and the prisoners heard them and suddenly there was a great earthquake so that the foundations of the prison were shaken and immediately all the doors were open and everyone's bands were loose. So what was the context? Paul and Silas were in prison. I do not know if there's anybody here that's been to a prison or have a sentence on them or going through a court case. I'm not sure what you're going through, but maybe you're in a season where you're stuck where you feel like you're handicapped, where you cannot even travel, where maybe there's—I know there's some real issues that we face here. But even in the middle of what you're at, even in the middle where you feel like you're in, in prison, and for some of us, we're not prisoned by physical circumstances. For some of us, we're prisoned by the anxieties and the depressions of life. For some of us, it's mental illness. For some of us, it's—it's—it's this—is this this constant where God, I, I, I'm grateful for Sunday, but by the time I hit Tuesday I'm dropping like like a yo-yo and I'm dropping like an anchor and I feel like I'm beneath to the to the to the foot of the sea that's sort of how some of us feel and let me tell you this whole thing of anxiety and depression is a reality but can I also say to you that even in the midst of that you can still praise him even in the midst of that you can sing of his goodness Lord I feel horrible but you're still good God, I feel, I feel unworthy, but you're still good. And that's literally what Paul, I want you to understand. You know, you know how they imprison Paul? Some of us, like, I, I know I know Dubai is different. Like in Australia, like the, the, the jails are like recreational places. <laughs> Ping pong tables, yo-yo land, Uno cards, you know, TV, and there's a tattoo, Bala. You know, it's like I'm unbelievable. It's like, if I need a holiday, I need to go hang out here, right? That wasn't how Paul was. Paul literally because of so many times he broke out of prison they would have two guys chained to him his both his hands were chained both his feet were chained and he could not move and in the middle of how tight the place was he was praising God some of you feel like your hands are chained some of you feel like your feet are chained Some of you feel like your mind is changed with depression and anxiety and things that seem to overwhelm you that are things that are beyond your control. But in the middle of that church, I want to encourage you to praise Him and say, God, you're still good. Despite of what I'm facing, despite of the, the chains around me, you're still good. It does not change. My circumstances does not determine how good you are because God... Jesus, you're the same yesterday, today, and forever, despite of my condition, despite of my situation, Lord. It does not determine the character of God. God, in your very nature, you're good. And that's what Paul began to do as they began to pray, praise rather, chains began to fall. Some of you have been praying. Some of you have been fasting, some of you have been reading, some of you have been worshipping, but can I encourage you in 2023, add to your arsenal a garment of praise. Say, God, I'm praising you even when it doesn't make sense. I'm praising you even despite my depression. I'm praising you in the middle of my anxiety. I'm praising you if I can say that while I'm walking through divorce. I'm praising you as I'm navigating what it is to be a parent. I'm praising you in the middle of financial crisis because God, you are still good. Despite of my circumstances. I remember in my early 20s, I was very passionate and I read the scripture, heal the sick, cleanse the leper, raise the dead, cast out demons. I was, I had a lot of time and pray a lot and I was a bit of a wild, wild gun. And so I was like, God, I've seen healings happen. I've seen miracles happen. I've never seen anybody raised from the dead. I was 21 and I didn't know enough. So I started going to churches and everywhere I'd go preach, I'd say, if there's anybody that's to, that, that's dead, if there's anybody in your family that's about to die, call me, right? So I did this for three months, literally. I was just one of those guys that believed that the Word of God is real. I think it is, right? And so I'm just speaking this thing out. And so one day, I get a phone call, and one thing leads to another, and the story is there was this, there was this nurse in the hospital, and there was literally a person, a situation happened, I won't go into the details of it, but this person is, is brain dead. Uh, she's on the ventilator. And so, just this go. This, this woman calls me at like 10 in the morning. I'm still waking up, right? I was, I was 21. You're still, you know, on a bit of a schedule back then, night owl. And so I wake up and it's like, I'm not feeling spiritual at all. And so she calls me. She's like, Pastor, I was at this meeting at this church two months ago and you said that if there's anybody that's dead, call me. I'm like, oh God, me and my big mouth, <laughs> me and my big faith. <laughs> I just wanted to have a croissant. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's like, I haven't even had my coffee. And she's like, can you come to the hospital? I'm like, oh, now if I don't go, then that's going to spread out, right? So, so I drag myself to the, to the hospital and I walk into the ward and somehow they get me into this place. This lady is covered in tubes and I just start praying. I said, Father, I pray, I, I pray for her. And I started, I'd started applying everything I'd learned in healing school and prophetic school and supernatural school and every other video I binge watched on YouTube. i tried to do everything, nothing's happening. 20 minutes in, 30 minutes in, and suddenly I heard this word and the word was praise. So I started praising. And it was small, it was like a flicker, and I said, God, I praise you. I praise you for the situation. I praise you for, this, for, for putting me, I had to first praise God for just me being there. Then I started praising God for the lady. I said, I praise you for this lady. I praise you, God, that she will rise up. I praise you, God, that she'll be healed. Then I started having more faith. I said, I praise you, God, that she will go for jogs. I don't even know if she likes to jog, but I'm just prophesying it, so... That's on the menu now. So, Lord, I thank you, God, that she will jog. I thank you, God, that her son will bring her roses. I don't even know if she has a son, but let's, let's just go it, right? It's free reign. So, so I'm just speaking this, but the more I'm saying it, there's this confidence that, begin, that begins, begins to come inside of me. And can I say to you, I wish I could say to you something happened. Nothing happened, but there was a peace that I entered into that I did not have for the previous 35 minutes. And I, and I knew something had shifted. And I walk away. A day later, I get a phone call saying she's completely healed. Now, I'm not saying that anytime you pray for a person, that's what needs to happen. But I'm saying God gave me a key that day and taught me the power of praise. And here's my last thought on praise. Praise when you are lacking. Praise when you are lacking. How many of you know the story about Jesus when he multiplied food. You know the story, the 5,000, feeding the 5,000? So what happened? Look at me. What happened? There were all these people, right? It was late at night and the disciples come to Jesus and say, the people are hungry. How many of you know the people, the disciples were lying? They were hungry. <laughs> right? But it's, it's a great way. I look at my wife all the time. Leah, the kids are hungry. What's for dinner? <laughs> Like, seriously, like, we gotta take care of the nutrition. Well, I've got like vegetables. No, no, they need to have some protein, right? Like, (laughs) so, 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 literally, the disciples are hungry, but they say the people are hungry. And then Jesus looked to the disciples, what does he say? You feed them, right? And they bring to Jesus, what, five loaves and two fish. And then what, what happens? Jesus takes it and he prays, prays, right? He does, he actually, he never prays. He never prayed. Look at what it says when Jesus heard what happened, he withdrew. Let's jump. It says this is a remote. Let's jump to the next one. They do not have anything to to go away. You give them something to eat. Let's jump to the next slide if that's okay. We have only five loaves of bread and two fish. The answer, bring them here to me. He said he directed the people to sit down on the grass, taking the five loaves and two fish, looked up to heaven, and he gave thanks. Jesus never prayed. Think about that. He just praised. He said, that which I have, God, God, the fact that you've given me this, I'm content, but I know that you can also multiply. And I thank you, God, for what you're doing. I thank you, God, for what you're doing. I thank you, God, for what you're doing. And I want to I I speak over you, Hope DXP, that there might be circumstances that you're dealing with that God is saying, yes, I want to multiply it. I want to do things, but maybe it's time to praise Him. Maybe it's time to praise Him in Jesus' name. I think it's really important that we capture this truth that God is calling us to praise Him despite of the circumstances, despite of the storms, despite of the situation. So praise Him when you feel rejected. Praise Him when you're stuffed up. Praise Him when you're stuck. Praise Him when you're lacking. Even in your lack, God, you're good. God, you're merciful. And I heard a preacher say this and I'm going to rob it and I'm going to steal it. I'm not even going to give him any credit for it because he's quite popular. But you're going to go around and tell that Alvin said this in church. And I will take all the glory for it. But this is what he said. When you praise God for what he has not done yet, you put him in debt. And we pray and we, we worship a God who pays his bills. Is there anybody in this place that want to praise God for what He's about to do? Praise Him. Praise Him for His goodness. Praise Him for His mercy. Praise Him for what He's about to do. Praise Him for what He's done. His goodness and His mercies, there are no end to it. I thank You, Lord, for Your presence in this place. I thank You, God, that You're good. The hand of the Lord is on You. God's hand is on you. Father, I pray for your blessing upon her. The Lord says, you're not forsaken, you're not forgotten, you're my child, you're my daughter. He says, I take delight in you that even though you feel like your life has been delayed and it feels like others have moved on, the fact that you've kept a positive heart and a pleasant spirit, that God will accelerate things in your world. Father, I thank you that you've heard the cries of our heart. There are three areas that you've been believing God for and you thought in 2020 it would happen and then in 2021. And in 2021, you were close to it happening, but then things came and the storm removed it away. But the the Lord says it needed to happen so that I could clean things out because that was not meant to be. But I declare a new season over you and I thank you, God. I see a journal where you've been writing and believing and hoping and praying and you feel like, God, are you even hearing my prayers? The Lord says, I hear the cry of your heart. And Lord, I thank You, God, that You will answer those prayers in Jesus' Name. I thank You for Your love and I thank You for Your compassion and I thank You, God, for what You're doing in Jesus' Name. I praise You, God. Lord, You're good. Lord, your mercy endures forever. We thank you for your goodness. We thank you, God, for your presence. Lord, I just declare over my brother here, I declare, Lord, a financial increase and breakthrough in Jesus' name. I feel like you've got many desires and things that you want to do, but you feel like, God, I'm not sure how it's going to happen. But the Lord says that I did not bring you here all this way to abandon you. Yes, there's been a delay, but I will bring to pass what needs to happen. Father, in the name of Jesus, I pray that you would open the windows of heaven and the Lord says that I care in the every little detail just like you care like a father I care for you as a father even the schooling situation the Lord sees I declare Lord that you will open doors for him financial increase in Jesus name The setback needed to happen. God had to cause that diversion to take place because that was actually going to become a distraction from the things of God. Now that you've set your eyes on me, set your heart and focus, now I can open the windows of heaven over your life. You've, You've given in abundance, but you've now given in lack. And your giving in lack has come up as a sacrifice unto me. So I thank you, God, that you will bless Him and increase Him in Jesus' name. I thank you for what you're doing. We give you all the glory. We honour you, God. We praise your name. You're good in Jesus' name. There's someone in this section with some sort of a skin condition. It comes and goes, it's like a rashes. I do not know if you wanna put your hands up, if you're comfortable enough to do it. There might be two or three of you. There's two people, there might be one more. There's three, that's right. Father, in the name of Jesus, I declare your kingdom come, your will be done. I speak to those rashes that commanded to be gone, lifted off in Jesus' name. I declare from this day forward, you shall not return. I thank you, God. I speak clear skin over them in Jesus' name. There's a huge cloud of heaviness in this area. I see a big situation of mental illness, anxiety, particularly panic, attack, panic attack. If you want to lift your hands, you can. If you don't want to, that's okay. Father, in the name of Jesus, I declare you are the God of peace. You still every storm. You remove every chaos. Lord, I speak to the whirlwind in people's life in Jesus' name. You've asked God, why haven't you taken it? But he says, sometimes you've got to go through it because it's only in the ditches of darkness that people can see my, shine, my light shine. You have disqualified yourself because you say, I'm not worthy. But he says, my daughter, I've made you worthy. He says, arise, shine, shake off the dust. It does not mean it will always lift off, but he says, it's sometimes the best things, the best songs come out in the darkest of places, in the driest of land. We have no appreciation for water where there is excess. We only have appreciation for water where there is not much. So I pray for my sister that there were things that happened that were beyond your control that's shaken you to your very core but you've stayed faithful and you've stayed diligent but it's, it's gone from a walk to a crawl but the Lord says even in your crawl you honour me. Even in your crawl, you bring, you bring your pleasing to me. But Father, this day forward, I declare in the name of Jesus that the trauma, that, that situation that seems to have scarred is lifted off in Jesus' name. Today is a new day, daughter. Today is a new day, princess. Today is a new day, child of God. He is with you. He is for you. He has not abandoned you. He has not abandoned you. They might have abandoned you, but He's not abandoned you. Look at me. He's not abandoned you. You're exactly where you need to be. He's proud of you. You have not failed Him. He's not abandoned you. Your journey is just beginning. It seems like the journey, it all happened, but you're just literally at the starting point of your journey. And you will bring healing to many that walk through it and even this has affected your physical body, um, especially in the area of eating. I declare, Lord, in the name of Jesus that she will begin to enjoy. You're gonna start enjoying life. I know you guys, major and rita yeah father I pray for your hand over them bless them be with them cause your face to shine upon them make your way ways known to them don't live in the valley of indecision you constantly are, are doubting your decisions should we have should we have not should we have should we have not god puts the messiest of people together and He does it to discipline us. He does it to shape us. He does it to, because our character, we are like wild horses. Major, you're a wild horse, but God says, I need to shape him, I need to guide him, I need to nurture him, and He puts us in difficult situations. I I wanna remove any doubt that's in your heart on decisions made in previous seasons. I wanna remove any doubt that's there in Jesus' name. From this day forward, I declare that there will be complete clarity in their heart and in their souls. That this blessing from God will not be carried around as a burden, but it'll be carried around as a blessing. That in the name of Jesus, God, that you will guide them and lead them because until you fully receive this, you will not be able to fully move on because your life has been a story of three steps forward one and five steps back. For so Father, I pray in the name of Jesus, God, that you will open, open, open their hearts and that you, you are doing a new thing in them in Jesus' name. We worship you, Jesus. We honour you, God. This lady here in the grey, green, grey, green, right there. Yes, I'm pointing at you you know you're talking to you, just lift your hands up, Father I pray for breakthrough, I pray for open doors, I pray God paperwork's that need to have a breakthrough, I pray that you would make a way where there seems to be no way, I pray for favour, 18 months I see 18 months of affliction 18 months of delay, 18 months of one thing but another thing, one thing but another thing, I declare in the name of Jesus, I speak, I speak I speak to that mountain, I declare that it will be moved in Jesus' name this is your, you're a favour the Lord has heard your cry, the Lord heard the prayers of your heart. You are not rejected. You are not forsaken. People made promises to you, but they never delivered on it. But God says, I am your God. I'm not like any other man. I will deliver. I will come through. I pray in the name of Jesus for an open door in Jesus' name. We thank you. We thank you. We honor you. We bless you. We love you, Lord. We thank you. People in this room, I've got like one minute, one minute. People in this room uh, with any health issues, Uh, financial issues, visa issues, job issues, family issues. That's probably all of us stand up. Father, in the name of Jesus, Lord, I pray. I thank you, God, that there is no distance in your kingdom. And I pray right now for your church. I pray, God, that you would bless them that You would increase their territory, that Your hand would be upon them. I bless people with health issues. I declare for for, for tumors to be gone. I declare for early stages of arthritis to be lifted off, pain issues in the nerves to be gone in Jesus' Name. Heart conditions be made whole, asthma be gone in Jesus' Name. I declare for backs and migraines to be healed in Jesus' Name. I pray for hip situations to be healed in Jesus' Name. I thank You for that kidney situation. I declare a reversal. I speak to cholesterol and sugar issues, blood issues. I speak to the blood. I declare healing and wholeness. Lord, I pray for families across this church, Lord. This is the family church and I declare there will be healthy marriages, healthy homes, healthy children in Jesus' name. Lord, people believing in your jobs and visas. I pray that let them enter the, the season and the year of favour in Jesus' name. Oh, I bless you in the name of the Lord. I thank you for your goodness. Hope DXB, I love you in Jesus' name.